and one, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on episode 92. And um, we have topics for segment one, as usual. But for segment three, we might actually have another game to try. Ooh. And I just noticed that starting Audacity cranked my mic up. So I'm sorry that intro is quite loud for people listening. Hopefully, uh, future me remembers to fix that in post. Not going to happen. <laughs> hey, I usually run it through a compressor. So just, just so that you take the harsh edges okay. off of our voices. Yeah. What do you mean? My tones are silky smooth and cool. I, I have to boost your mic because you've got yours turned down lower than mine. I don't. I have mine maxed out. Really? I kid you not. It's, Maybe it's, I just got too far away. It, this is the interesting bit about, like, we're recording this from opposite end, not opposite ends of the world, but across the Atlantic, and then, so you, you never see the editing side of this, and I never see what setup you have over there, so. Mm. It'll we'll be, be a very... the edge of the, uh, the disc world that we live on. Yeah. It's all flat. <laughs> it's a square. It's, I've seen <laughs> it. I've been in a plane. Yeah, I fell off of it. And I can tell you it's not getting... <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting when, um, when you guys are out here, because... Like, if I actually do have my office set up by then, we'll be able to do, like, a, an actual in-person podcast. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. So, oh, also, mm -hmm. I, I think, actually, we, we need to disclaim that, honestly, because I'm pretty sure YouTube gets really angry with people being, like, spreading false information and that kind of thing regarding... Oh, like that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I actually was really, really up about that. Yeah, if anyone from YouTube is listening, uh, fuck off. I don't actually think the world is flat. It was a joke. <laughs> you, ha you have to tell them these days. Moving on. <laughs> I, before we get into topics, that's something I actually do want to uh, mention real quick. One of my yeah. favorite things to do used to be to listen to crazy conspiracy theory things on YouTube. Because, yeah. like... They were really elaborate. They were like these hour-long videos about how people were controlling the the metaverse and well, I mean, it's a, not not the current metaverse, but like they they meant like the the surreal world that's all around us, like energy vampire. It's, I loved listening to that shit because I'm <laughs> because and now was, we just have to wait for either John Tron or Internet Historian to put something out, and they're both fucking great, but they, they are, take a long fucking time to upload. They really do. It, but it's always a treat when they do put something out. It always is, yeah. But, but yeah, like, um, I don't know, YouTube went on this crackdown on crackpots a few years back, and uh, it was kind of sad. It was, it, the, the platform crack became... Crack on a, crack. <laughs> the crack on crack. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Okay, yeah, that's, that's enough about that, though. Yeah, so, sorry, so our first topic... <laughs> First topic, I actually wanted to talk about, um, well, I did want to talk about Berserk, because I couldn't really talk about this yesterday when we were on Twitch, because there's a lot of, it's a very not PC manga, it was released yeah. in, I want to say, I want to say the late, either the late 80s or early 90s in Japan, and, you know, later here. Yeah, I first saw it when they made an anime ab adaptation of it, um, I don't know if I said it, it's Berserk is the name of the anime, um, mm -hmm. I first saw it, and when I was a kid, I, I picked it up. It like just it looked really cool, really really neat aesthetic. It had a red and black cover. Red's my favorite color, so yeah, picked that up. Anyway, I watched As it. As we found out yesterday, when we were trying to find out what kind of egg you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we had some uh, dull moments some on the stream. Yeah, yeah, where we we needed to fill with something, and so it became <laughs> became. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh. What, what was I? Was I? I was a deviled egg or something Poached. like that. Poached egg. That's what it was. Uh, but yeah. So brutally violent anime, like brutally, brutally violent. Yeah. Um, and for the for the t like now you you see a lot more like gore and stuff in animated yeah, uh, things. Stuff. Yeah, or uh, like uh, Invincible that Amazon put out. You you see like a lot more of that. But back then that was not as common. And mm. uh, so it's kind of actually I I I'm not a fan of gore like but I'm okay with it when it like it serves the point of the plot. And in this case it was very much in service of the plot of the the show. Like it was it's gory and violent to show that the world was brutal and gory and violent. Like yeah. the, so it's it's uh, basically like a medieval setting. Anyway, the the anime cuts off like they only did one season of it and it finishes about a halfway through the manga and on a really big cliffhanger too it, it just like on a like sort of the the story will go on but it won't so it wasn't until years later uh when i was like written by a famous person or something uh what what's this do i still have it on my i don't have it on my table um kanuchi taka something oh maybe not then no i think it's anything else uh, but yeah, the manga, it wasn't until years later when I was in college, like one summer I was in the anime kick and I read through the entire manga and found out, oh my God, there's so much more to this anime, so much more to this plot. It was really, really good. Mm. Um, anyway, so very recently I found out they did these hardcover leather bound anthologies. So instead of the 40 books that were in the original series, there are 10 of these. What's the most fucked up thing you've heard from it so far? Uh, the main character, while he's a nine-year-old boy, gets um, struggle snuggled by a... Oh, Jesus. All right. Okay. That was... Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. <laughs> That's why I didn't say it on Twitch. So, but... But, right, but this is the fuck... Like, this trauma, like, stays with the character for most of the, the manga. And... Um, but it... So, let me give you the context for it, though. Like, he is... Bo like his mother dies but she doesn't die in childbirth she's hung during a, like a military raid while she's pregnant and he's born after she goes okay the a mercenary band is going by and one of the women in the band like who just lost her kid sees this and then grabs him and then turns out he's still alive and so she raises him like her own but then she dies when he's like three so the head of the mercenary band, who was her boyfriend, um, raises him like his own, but secretly never forgives him for the his girlfriend dying. And so, like, raises him from a young boy to be a fighter. So he's in combat when he's, like, six years old, basically yeah. as this guy's squire or whatever. Um, until the, the kid's, like, nine, um, the, the, the head of the mercenary band gets, like, uh, crippled in combat and loses a leg and um, you know one day when he's like angry and drunk he comes at the kid with a sword the bit that I'm talking about where that event happens it's because after the kid's first battle like one of like the other mercenaries that was working with them came up to him and like was hey I'll you know I'll buy him for three bucks essentially for the night right and um so the okay, kid cool let's leave that there no no let me let me finish because okay. they're the the very next scene the kid kills him in the next in the next combat the guy okay. that did it 
Um, but but there's there's a running theme through the story of like a it it doesn't shy away from doing things that are really really fucked up or showing things that are really really fucked up, but they all serve a purpose in the story. Like they all like it it it's a very very brutal in every sense of the word um, uh, manga and anime. Yeah, but it's all for a purpose. It's all for either character development, for world building, and to you know to tell the, the story the author wanted to tell. I can tell you don't want me to talk about this, but I just it's such well, a I'm, good. I'm fine with talking about this, but there are levels of detail that I'm... we can discuss something, and then I thought you were going to go into the minutia of it. No, why would I do that? Well, not the 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 play by play but i mean i thought you get anyway yeah no it's a spicy topic that's a bit spicier than even our spicy topics yeah but it it happens um and that that's that's setting up the main character he eventually like you know he he lives a very kind of isolated life after that um kind of just going from battle to battle acting like as an independent mercenary until he's picked up by the main band um the which is like kind of this ragtag group of mercenaries who all come together and the the main guy is just like this extremely ambitious and charismatic dude who from a young age decides he's going to go from common birth up to ruling a kingdom and that's his that's mm -hmm. his vision that's his dream and he'll do anything to get there and everyone's like yeah, that's never going to happen but but he he gets very very close to it and I won't spoil anything um, but where I am in the in the manga, like he's already made significant progress in ranking up, as it were. Yeah. Um, and his army has grown from a ragtag group to a professional, like multi-thousand-person military force. And mm. the main character I was talking about, uh, his name is Guts, is um, one of the uh, like one of the the top lieutenants in his army. So. Uh, it's, I just can't, it's not for the faint of heart or for the faint of stomach, um, but it is quite a good story, um, if not a happy one. That's, that's all I'll say about it. But I just, I wanted to talk about it because it, I haven't read it in like 10 years and now that I'm reading through it again, I just remember why I plowed through it in like a month when I was in my 20s because it just, it really sucks you in. Okay, well, I was going to talk about saying cheery and happy now, but... <laughs> well, no, I, I, people, come on, cheery and happy, let's hear it. <laughs> no, wouldn't lose like to say cheery and happy, but um, the... So, well, is there anything else regarding Berserk? We've got quite a few points to run through. So I don't know if you want to talk about it more or... No, 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 that's... I mean, that's about as far as I am. If I go any further, it's going to be spoilers. Um Good. It does go through quite like a tragic arc midway through, but it does get better after that, so that's all I'll say. I see. Okay, well, Unreal Engine 5, something that I brought up with you the other week, you haven't seen yeah. it before. Yeah, yeah, we watched the uh, the trailer for it. The, well, I don't know if it's... So Unreal Engine 5 is a uh, software, I guess, that you can make, uh, I, mean, I guess, short animated films or... Uh, make well, games out predominantly. Yeah, Unreal Engine. Like I've actually, in early days of college, I actually did some coding in 
Unreal Engine. I don't remember what they had at the time. Yeah. It was. Well, two- this has just come out. Yeah, I know. This was Unreal Engine. It would have been probably like two or three um, at yeah. the time. So. Uh, and it is insanely good looking. Like, and when I say good looking, I mean accurate to real life. Someone did a demo of it. In they they uh, took textures and and the environment of a train station and put it into this system, uh, coded it up. It genuinely looks like real life, like real life footage, camera footage. Um, it's just incredible. Although we did say that we think so. It has a demo where they're walking around during the day. When it switches to the nighttime version, that that's when it starts to actually, yeah, yeah. Some of the textures, don't get me wrong, they're still fucking exceptional. Yeah, but I the, could tell the difference between that and real life. Yeah, when we watched it, that was my impression as well. Like in the daytime version, it was near indistinguishable from like a real mm-hmm. footage of a train station. I honestly no no I just I I remember being skeptical when we first started watching the video that this wasn't like some kind of a troll and somebody just took real footage and was like oh this is the new Unreal Engine but apparently the fact they had the like the camera wobble and stuff as if someone was holding an actual camera as well slightly uh, certainly added to it oh god. (laughs) Do you have more to? I I was gonna go off on a little bit of a a side tangent. Um, Go. So. You've seen some of the cringy things Facebook is trying to do to promote the the metaverse? No. You haven't? Okay. Basically, they just keep sticking Zuckerberg in VR and having him do stuff in there, and it's just it's worse and worse every time. Oh, so, actually, yes, I have seen. He makes a fucking sex joke or something. No, a melons or something. like he Something like that. That, that, was, that was one of the earlier ones. I mean, that can be put down to him just being a very awkward human being, but... That was so fucking cringe. It was so cringe. Hello, fellow humans. Uh, So the the one I'm thinking of, it happened very recently. He did an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. um, Who himself is a bit awkward in VR. And it's it's cringy as fuck. (laughs) What do they, what uh, kind of characters are they using in the? They're VR? they're using uh, you know VR versions of themselves. Okay. And um, here, you know what? I'm gonna send you a quick screenshot of it. Uh, you you can just just let me know what God, you. Uh, I I um, have a very low tolerance for cringe. I'll say that now. Um, that I, being said, I did finish watching that video we were talking about last night. Oh, the one about the... Because um, it was so fucking funny. The, 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 the weird dating button thing? Yeah. Here, God, look weird. at that. Take a look at that. So, for those who are listening, what this is, is a picture of... Oh, God. It looks like the fucking emojis you get on um, yeah, and Snapchat. They're doing like a weird double fist bump, but it just looks so limp-wristed. <laughs> but they're and... fucking, yeah, they're, their wrists are broken because that's the way the controllers work. Yeah. It's um, anyway. It it just uh, it go on go to back, back to Unreal. But it just you're talking about how realistic everything looked. That made me think of this. How where, unrealistic this looks. Yeah, <laughs> and and how like they're trying to get oh you'll live in VR and you'll go shopping in VR and you'll do all it's like bullshit. Because they had this great 
idea, shall we say, to have an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson in VR. And they got the lowest poly, like... Well, I think when it comes to Metaverse, they're not... They're, they're trying to give it to people who you can just do it, like, with your phone or something like that. Um, oh, so, that, so that, that wasn't... Wait, what? What happened to VR? They, they, they have head, VR headsets where you can just slot your phone into the headset. And oh, God. So it, they're going for, like, you know, the you know working man's VR. So you don't do have they, to... How do they move the hands, then? You have to get the little controllers. But they're, they're cheap. That's the whole point. It's, it's cheap hardware. God, the fucking McDonald's of... VR. But that's what they're, that's the idea is that anyone can get in there. So they're trying to get a broad user base. So, like, when we think, you know, VR, we're thinking like an Oculus Rift or whatever Steam's version of it is, the Valve, yeah. uh, whatever the fuck. Those, but those things need like powerful graphics cards to use, which are out of reach yeah. for most people. I mean, just keeping the fucking handsets powered because they lose charge like no one's business. The fucking. They really do cheap plastic crap ones how bad they could it be i'm not gonna be bothered enough to do that and why would i even oh no i don't like that at all yeah but I, i'm surprised you ha didn't know about that uh, i think samsung did it first they they just released a headset that you could literally just slot your phone into and then your phone yeah. was the vr display yeah, i remember that i thought that looks shit and it's never gonna kick off um facebook thought it was a business idea <laughs> <laughs> well, I still call them Facebook. I know they've rebranded yeah, to Meta, but it, that's fucking stupid. Facebook. Um, do people even use Facebook still? Like, I don't. Well, I I don't know. I've been saying this for years, and I guess it's still going. Everyone's <laughs> I don't on. Know that it. Everyone's on TikTok twerking or some shit now. Oh, I God, sound so old when I say something like that, but I, you know. I stopped using Facebook in 2020, like in January of 2020, and I never looked back, and it was probably one of the best decisions of my life. All right, how fucking... Have you got Snapchat? No. Good. I used it for like two years back in 2016 or 2015. I use Snapchat to exclusively talk to a single person who I don't even talk to all that often. And like every day or every two days, whenever there's a content update, they will... Send you from the Snapchat, the Snapchat. <laughs> Fuck it, it's the Snapchat snap shit. now. Uh, the Snapchat team sends you a message on Snapchat, and I get a pop-up notification. I hated that. That was that. I fucking hated that about that app. I it's is one of the things I hate the most. On top of the fact that whenever you write a message, unless you specifically change the settings of that chat, it deletes all your old messages like after you've seen them. But most photos that you send can only be seen for about five seconds and they're gone forever. And I don't know, do you know what stories are? I Snapchat? do. Well, they they have them on YouTube and Facebook too, I think. I open stories and I don't I don't use Snapchat. But I open Snapchat and it comes up the stories page first, pretty much, and it is just fucking porn down the page. Okay, that's changed a lot since I used it. It's like, want to chat with me? And it's two women kissing. Like, that's a picture. And it's just, that's one of the more fucking tame ones. Right? There's, I went on the other day, that there was a dude ripped with muscle, like, flexing into the camera. And, oh, God, it was just fucking cringe. So, I hate it. I, you, you might appreciate this, though. When I did use Snapchat, it, you're right, I, there was a few people that I used. It was essentially just a glorified text message. Yeah. They would, like, have a video of something with, like, a block of text or whatever. 
whenever I responded to, I would just, I'd only use it to reply. I would just take a picture of like a blank wall or something like that. And then just write the text message and send it. So it's never any interesting pictures or any like interesting video. I just used it to text back and I would purposely choose the blandest image I possibly could when I was replying. Well, you saw me sending a Snapchat the other day. Mm. And that is the only time I'll use it. When I'm sending something incredibly sarcastically. So I sent a picture of myself with like a really happy face on that. A thumbs up saying, like with the caption, I want to kill myself or something. <laughs> like, that was a joke, YouTube. Uh, with like rainbows and stickers and shit around it. Because, ah. Uh, like, ah, uh, just, it, it, I need to get rid of it off my face. I need to, I need to, unfortunately, it means cutting ties with a person that I've known for years. But fucking Snapchat is driving me insane. Well, you, you message it back, I'm like, hey, I'm deleting this app. Text me on here if you ever want to talk to me. True, but they live in Canada, so texting is, is not often. <laughs> or WhatsApp or whatever. True, true, true. I mean, um, that, that's what, I, the, I still, technically, I still have my Facebook account active because I use it. Uh, for Messenger. There's three people that I still talk with through Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Um, everyone else I talk to through text message or Discord. Um, anyway, we... Yeah, we got so far off off of uh, Unreal Engine 5 that it's just... True. We ended up ragging on social media again, which is, you know, an oldie but we goodie. We can't help it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, I was actually going to... I feel like now's a good time to do a bit of a retrospective and talk about uh, Digimon World. Oh. Um, because, so, for those that don't know, uh, we have been uh, streaming on Twitch uh, a playthrough of the PlayStation 1 game Digimon World. A, a beloved game from both of our childhoods. Yep. Uh, Blue has called it his favorite game of his youth. And um, I... Favorite game of all time. Oh, okay. Stand by it. Okay. Uh, yeah. In my case, it was the game... So we, we couldn't really afford to fly out to Iowa to see my family out there when I was younger, so we would drive out, and it was a multiple-day drive. And that game kept me occupied because we had one of those little, like, the, the cigarette lighter to power converters in the back, and I had a tiny TV yeah. in the PlayStation. I'd be sitting in the back of the van just playing uh, playing Digimon World the whole way out. So that's, that's the... the big memory for me playing it uh, as a kid. Mm. But we, anyway, so we've recently, we, we beat the game, meaning we, we beat the final boss and the extra final boss. We're still, you know, cleaning some stuff up, recruiting there's a few more people to the town. Wait, hang on, there's... No, we got one of them last night, so there's three left, I think. No, because so we, we got, need to get Mosamon, Metal Mammon, Mammon. I think that's it, because we got... We Nannymon. Nannymon. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so maybe they're... He's, oh, you're right. Yeah, I forgot about him. Okay, so there's four. Yeah. Because last night we got... Uh, Mojimon. Mojimon, Digitamamon, and um, Piximon. True. So, but anyway, this is going to be gibberish for those people that didn't watch Digimon <laughs> as a kid or didn't play these games. But the, the whole premise of the game is you're, you're going around in this digital world. You have a partner that you have, have to raise, and then as you're playing through, you recruit people a to the town. A partner who's a Digimon. Yeah. Yeah, a Digimon partner. I assumed people picked that up, but well, so you say you have a partner, and you make, and then later on we say, oh, we made our partner shit on the floor. 
It's going to sound weird. Yeah, okay, fair point. Um, but yeah, so you, you're responsible for raising your Digimon and um, training them and making sure that they're, they're well-disciplined and happy and well-fed and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's how you... You've got to take all the money that their parent has raised trying to get them a good education and take them to a curry house and spend all that money and waste it and make, your, make your child fat. You're a terrible parent, Kaiser. When, when we were early on in the playthrough um, <laughs> and uh, we were still kind of hard up for cash in the game, when Blue like left to go to the bathroom or to get like a coffee or something like that, I was like, oh, the Digimon's hungry. I'm taking him to the curry house and get him like a nice meal. <laughs> Spent like half of our money. The thing is, then we got really rich, and then Kaiser never took our child to the restaurant ever again. <laughs> Money's changed you, man. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm now like, I've, that's true. I have become a lot cheaper in that game since we got tons and tons of cash. We got four hundred thousand credits because because Papa found a way of breaking the system. Mm. Wait, I thought I was the dad. Yeah, but if I said mummy, so I was breaking the system <laughs> way on the podcast. <laughs> oh, God. But no, it's, um, it's been a very fun game. And there's something to be said about... Because we've had actually a decent amount of people viewing the, the stream. And yeah. it's... I... Like, a lot of people we've seen playing this are playing it on, like, an emulator. Yeah. But we're actually playing it on the original hardware, which... Aside from the fact that, you know, there's very few compatibility issues, it, it does... Uh, well, okay. There is a, the light. The, the brightness is the only thing. Yeah, there, there's a bit of an issue with the contrast, let's say that. And I do yeah. have to fiddle with the cables, um, which may be down to the fact that I have had this connection, like AV cable, since like 2006. So it might be a bit w worn. Um, but... The game itself, like, it, we, we do in, end up with, uh, like, what happened last night when we got into a three-person battle and the, the PlayStation was lagging. Oh, yeah, against the Monochromon. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just, I, I wanted to, to bring it up and talk about it because it has been quite a fun playthrough and we've been doing it for a few months now and it just, it, I have a, a sense of accomplishment because we've, we've made it this far. And if people want to see uh, what we have done, where can they find it, Kaiser? Well, on this YouTube channel, or on—I uh, mean, if we'll be a, won't be doing that much longer, but on Twitch at Twitch.tv/Kaiser. Um, the vod is on Twitch, and yeah. coming soon to YouTube. Better cut-down version where it's going to be less. Yeah, on on YouTube, we the way we've been uploading it is just chopping up the the stream and then putting up like kind of highlight bits. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Although I am a bit behind on that. Now that I've finished Godhood, I can finish up the next Digimon one. We record a lot of stuff, and I'm just along for the free ride, whereas you're <laughs> actually doing all the hard work. So I, I should probably share. What are you drinking, by the way? That looks delicious. Uh, it is Assam tea. Okay, never mind. Uh, it looked like some Sorry, kind of fruity Pims thing with like orange inside it, and other things. It, it does. It. it does look very, very delicious in this. Uh, so I'm drinking tea From out of a mason jar, um, yeah. but no, it is just Assam tea, which is a like just a black tea. Okay. Uh, cool. Mind if I take the next? Go for it. 
Okay, right, time for some fucking rage moment, alright? We've talked previously on the podcast about Nino Kuni. Mm-hmm. And the second Nino Kuni game, which wasn't as good as the first one. But was still not bad, right? That's the one where the, the president, like, is in a JRPG, right? Yeah. With a gun. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, very brief recap. The first Nino Kuni game, an amazing story, really quite touching, really pretty... Uh, you get a lot of content in there. Um, there's different, like... Uh, if you really wanted to deep dive into lore and stuff, it's there in the game. You can just literally flick through a book uh, with beautiful illustrations and stuff like that in the game. And it's kind of like a, a basic Pokemon-esque game, but with a, a lot of other mechanics. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Uh, also suitable for all ages. Mm. The second one, it starts off with the president driving towards a city which gets nuclear bombed. And then he wakes up in a castle in another world with Catboy uh, as a prince, okay? Not as good, for sure. Completely different combat style. Um, a whole raft of new characters who I wasn't a massive fan of. Although they did add a, uh, a, a city-building function, which I did really enjoy. Even though it's not actually that much content, that really tickles... That's the wrong word. Tickles your fancy. Scratches, scratches my itch. Yeah. Uh, now, this game, I was super excited. And maybe for the wrong reasons. They released a Nino Kuni phone game. Yeah. Uh, now, when most people who play computer games hear that, their blood runs cold and... But hear me out. Yeah, I think I, I am still playing Diablo Immortal. By the way, are you? Yeah, off and on. Yeah, not much. Okay. I, I've been well. It's it. You know, I, I hate to say it, but it's actually a nice thing to play. Just when I have, you know, just lay back, play it on my phone right. for a little bit, do a mid quest, and then yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not putting any money into it. <laughs> no. Um, Nina Kuni. So I was like, you know what? I'm a big fan of the Nina Kuni franchise. I've invested a lot of time into it. Let's see what this phone game is like. Um, because also, even if it's a shit game, you kind of want to still play it, because if there's a big lore dump, then you need to kind of know that if they release another game. Because it's quite story-driven. Mm. The series. Um, it's set in, I think, the same kind of period as the second game, except... So I loaded into the game. I chose a character and customized him and I was like alright let's fucking go uh, cutscene beautiful graphics stuff like that I'm put into a ga- the game and I'm like okay right I'm moving around I'm beating shit up okay I get halfway through the second fight and I have to put the controller down the controller the, the phone down because I need to do something else quickly mm. and I look back at my phone and my character is still killing the enemies and I'm not holding the phone. <laughs> so the game's playing itself. And I'm like, huh. Wait, so... And I just, I just literally, just hands away from the, the phone, I just watched it, I was like... So I don't actually need to do any of the fighting. And then the fight finished, right? And I was tapping through, there was a, a dialogue box coming out, so I was tapping through that. And then I was like, right, get back to the other thing I was doing. And my character started walking to the next objective. 
Like, he just started fucking booking it to the next place that I needed to be. And he started talking to the next person I needed to talk to. So if, if you don't play the game, the game gets bored and plays itself? Not it like... It's not even like you wait 20 seconds. It's instant. You take your hands off of that controls, it will just keep playing. Um, and I was slightly appalled and amazed by this. Uh, it got to the first boss, and I didn't touch the screen for the whole fight. It was over in like 15 seconds flat without me touching the controls. Now, if that doesn't make me a god-tier gamer where I can kill a boss without even touching the screen... Just use your mind. And it was just like, okay, what's the point of having a boss if you can literally beat it by doing nothing at all? And this happened for like three bosses in a row. I didn't do anything for like the first 20 minutes of gameplay. I got to a city... He was still fucking running around the city going for the objectives and things. Like, <laughs> there's no point in me playing the game. This is so fucking dumb. Like, I granted, I get that people don't like walking a long way in games. That's why people introduce, like, quick teleports. Yeah, like, like fast travels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this is nuts. This is literally the only thing that you do is hit the button to go through dialogue buttons and to equip stuff in your inventory. Which, by the way, to equip a fucking pendant, which is the first item I think you got, mm. it took like eight button presses. So the real challenge in this game isn't doing any fighting or walking, it's working out which fucking button to press so you don't actually open the secret shop and have to spend ten grand on a cosmetic to give your... I can't say that on stream. It's awful. It so, is awful. What, one thing that... Um, just go, Going back to what you said at the beginning of this about how you, you wanted to do this, basically, so you know the story, like because it's all going to fit together. There's something that I found out, found really annoying. So one of my favorite PlayStation 1 games, uh, other favorite ones uh, from when I was a kid, was the Mega Man Legends series. Hmm. And... So the other Mega Man games, they're like side-scrolling, like uh, shooter action kind of games. I don't know what what exactly to classify them as, but they they were very heavy on gameplay, light on story. Yeah. Um, but the Mega Man Legends games went the other way around. They were like a third third-person isometric, like action RPG. So yeah. you, you could switch out weapons and upgrade stuff, but it, it was voice acted, there was a story, there was characters, like they gave, it, it had this, this actually really interesting world and lore to it. Um, like the idea is like there's been some kind of post-apocalyptic thing where there's these ancient ruins with very advanced technology and basically all of society now is going into them and looting them for power sources to run any technology that they have. And yeah. so Mega Man is one of these people that goes down into these places and, and loots stuff. Uh, this is all relevant to a mobile game. I'm getting there. So there's, there's Mega Man Legends 1 and 2 and then a side story one that follows one of the villains. Mm. And um, anyway, great stories, great games. I recently beat Mega Man Legends 1 and 2. Um, I never had the disc for the original one. Uh, because I had it on the N64, because the, the first game, not the second one, they released as an N64 cartridge. They were they had a planned third one. They never released it though, it, and it was just in development hell forever. 
Yeah. But they did release a mobile game that expands on the story and has a lot of... But it was exclusive to Japan. Uh, and it was a fucking mobile game. <laughs> and so I, when I found this out, I was like, there was more lore and story. And I was reading through it. And I was like, I would have loved to play this game. Because I, I really wanted that third game to come out. Because yeah. the, the story was good. The lore was good. And I, I can't even play this one if I want to, to find out more of the story. Because it's all in Japanese. I'd have to fucking mm. learn kanji to play it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's when you kind of hope that there's some kind of online reviewer like uh, Yahtzee, for example. Yahtzee's never going to do it because he's not at all interested in these kind of games. No. But I really hope that someone makes the cut-down version of what exactly happened, because I do not. I So, there's a speaking of Yahtzee, so yeah. he has uh, another video series called Extra Punctuation, which is yeah. more of his, like, it's a voiced version of what used to be his, like, blog or whatever. Mm. Um, and so it's not, like, his video game reviews, but he did one recently about, like, why, it's like, why are mobile games becoming more and more crap? Because he actually used to play mobile games and actually kind of enjoy them as just a casual, unwindy thing. Yeah. But he was noticing, like, it's like they've become really, really shit and... Not just shit, but like photocopied shit. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. From the beginning, there was a level of photocopied shit, like where people were trying to move yeah. Minecraft onto a phone, for example. I, um, yeah. But like, remember, remember the the fucking swing the the candy rope game. Then then there was like candy into a little monster's mouth. Well, and that was actually pretty fucking chill. There was the original like Angry Birds game, which. Yeah, um, Angry Birds was pretty fucking good. I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was free. Back uh, in the day, yeah. Hell, there was just a game where it looked like... That's not even a game. A thing where you'd, like, hold up your phone and it would, like, fill up with beer and then you'd tilt it slightly and the beer would pull up. Like, there that's was, fucking hilarious. That was great for the beginning of the phone. <laughs> there was a... Um, there was an app. It got taken down fairly quickly, but the person made a lot of money. They had an app... It cost $999.99. And yeah. it was just a green background with a red gem in the middle. And when you tap the gem, it sparkles and says, I'm rich. <laughs> That's the whole app. The Apple Store took it down after a while, but it sold like 10. 10 copies of the app. So the, the guy made 10 grand. Or whatever Apple didn't take a cut of. Yeah. Um, but, oh, God. No, so. One other thing that I... Because I, I played... I didn't even take notes because I thought, this has already taken up too much of my fucking life. The reason that I'm talking about it so much now is to warn other people not to play this game. I'm telling you, don't buy this game. The... You know how I said in the first game? Child-friendly. Anyone can play it. Yeah. Uh, there's no, like, gore. There's... Uh, I think the closest thing to nudity would be that they wear swimsuits for one section. But even then it's very tastefully done mm -hmm. and they didn't make jokes about it or anything. In this like I pretty much straight off the bat you just reminded me of something but go on there are sexual themes and yeah. it is disgusting and I do not want to see it. I do not want to see it on a game franchise like that it is fucked also all the other players that I saw and by the way I spawned into the starting city and the entire hub was empty, and my character was oh. like, there are so many people here. Big oversight there, devs. So, 
and it's all Russian bots. Go on. Yeah, uh, two points uh, that just you just reminded me of. There's another PlayStation 2 uh, JRPG franchise that I've been kind of slowly making my way through just after mm. work on my off time. Uh, it's called Xenosaga. Great sci-fi series. Uh, really enjoy it. There's three games. They all are out for the PS2, although I don't know how well you can find them these days. I have I have the cop- copies of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first game, you can put the uh, male or female characters in swimwear for an XP yeah. boost. It's like, they'll, so they'll have like, it basically have no armor or no bonuses from it, but you get an XP boost when they're equipped with that because they're essentially wearing nothing so you yeah but in it's not sexist you can put them either male or female characters in them uh the other thing i was thinking of in terms of uh oh what was it oh there was there was a second thing that you said that made me think of this uh uh so the oversexuality and yeah i think it was around the over uh oh no that's what it was uh, Minecraft. Oh, the emptiness of the world. Oh, Minecraft. Minecraft recently had a very controversial update. Okay. They added a reporting oh. system even for private servers. And by that, I mean... How many years has Minecraft been out? At least... Well, it came out when I was in college, so... It, probably about 15 or 16. No, no, it's it's less than that. More like Probably like 14 years, 13 or 14 years. What I'm saying years. is, it's a bit fucking late for that. Well, the, the, the controversial piece of this is the fact that, like, I could see it if they were doing on, like, official Microsoft servers. But, like, now even on private servers, you can essentially do a report and you just click on whatever chat message you want to report. Goes off to Microsoft. And it'd be fine if it was, like, some, I don't know vile shit but it's not it's like just even if it's like mildly offensive it's minecraft you don't really get vile shit you do actually minecraft actually went through a bit of a controversy because there was i I don't want to go too deep into this but let's say some untoward people who want to interact with the youths um on minecraft servers were using it to okay do the yeah well, then just don't go to that fucking server. Like, it's not one yeah. of these games where you're locked into anything. The, and if you just change server, you get a fresh start. Yeah, exactly. Change servers, but or just know the people you're playing with. I, I don't know. When, when I played Minecraft, we played it on a local server. There were no internet servers at the time. Um, yeah. I mean, granted, I've played it since then. And we actually had one in the Hive going for a while. But Yeah. Um, There's only so much you can do in Minecraft, and I'm sorry, but I do get bored of it. <laughs> I, I lo- again, I mean, but I'm an I'm an engineer. I just like I like building things and making like elaborate. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I think we've we're we've gone on for quite a while actually for segment one. Um, yeah, we had lots of small topics. About, uh, we did, cool. and I'm we, interested to hear what you've got planned for segment three because I don't know. <laughs> It, it just, I've been kind of, that's what I've, you see me like jotting things down in my notebook as we've been talking. It's every time I have an idea, I'm like, oh, I'm going to write that down too. It's all wow. going to feed into it. So this is either going to be great or it's going to be shit. So look forward to that in segment three. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this is going to be the end of segment one of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening and you will hear us again momentarily for segment three.
Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment three, our wild card. Wait, we started? Yeah. So, <laughs> Blue, uh, <laughs> we had a bit of a false start. Blue had coffee in his mouth, and I thought he was. Blue had a false start. Kaiser had a false I start. I said we. I said we had a false start. <laughs> Blue had hot coffee in his mouth and yeah. was making weird gestures, and I thought he was telling me not to start. You had yeah. just taken a sip. It was in your mouth, too. Well, that's a very different conversation to have and not suitable for YouTube. God damn it. Anyway, um, but yes, that's that's what that was about. Uh, yeah, so we actually do have something uh, different this week. I know the last couple times we've done just an extra topic segment. Uh, but this time we are doing a game that I've made up that I totally didn't. I, I found out where I got it from. It's a board game. It's called Factor Crap. Sorry, slower? Fact or crap. Okay. Which, I don't know, I think it, it, it is a board game. I, I looked it up because I was like, where have I heard of this before? But essentially, I'm going to give you just a, a random sentence, and you are going to tell me if it's if it's something that's true or not. This is something I don't think we've done on the podcast before, but we, I've definitely discussed it with you with the Warhammer one. The uh, Warhammer or Warhammer. Yeah, yeah. That maybe that's what I was thinking of when but um th this is just a whole random some of this stuff is uh personal facts, some of this stuff is like historical facts, some of this stuff is contemporary facts. Okay. Some of it's like, you know, you know just uh I think there's one question in here about geology. Just we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. Ooh, rocks. My <laughs> favorites. <laughs> um Yeah. So, I don't know if these are going to carry us the whole way through. Um, so, if not, we'll just move on to some of our backup topics. Uh, so, okay. just, just be aware, this may not take up the whole downgrade it out. Fucking all-power, vim, vigor, go-getter bullshit. Well, that, go! Just, that's what I'm going to do, which is why we might not fill up the whole segment. Anyway. Alright, first one. The Roman Emperor Nero famously uh, played a musical instrument while the city burned around him, the capital city of Rome. Because at the time, which was Constantinople, I think. Oh, no, it was Rome. Man. Yeah. Well, based on the fact that you are fact-checking yourself, and I'm going to guess that it is true. It's false. Because otherwise you would have just been like, this place, it's somewhere in Italy. No, it is false. Um, so, what did I say? True. You said Fuck. true. So the there, it's it's a popular historical fallacy. Uh, so like Roman or Nero was not a very popular emperor, and okay. the city did have like a massive fire. That, but because it was so unpopular, people like made up a whole bunch of rumors. Like he started the fire. He was just playing, uh, I think it was a, f a harp or something, or a lyre or something, while the, the city burned around him. Right. Um, but that's not actually true. He was actually trying to stop the fires and stuff like that. But. Okay. Well, I hadn't even heard the popular rumor, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's, 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 there's a couple history ones on here, because that's topic of interest. Because you love history, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep score just to see. Okay. 
Okay, right. cool. Second one. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Give me a second. I expect you to fill fill the air while I'm trying to do this. Um, there was once a U.S. president who gave a 90-page speech after being shot in the chest. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I think I've heard of this. Is it true or not? Uh, I don't know how many pages it was there, and you could be doing like we did with the achievement thing, where you just have a shit like. No, it wasn't. 52 times you got to something, it was 53 times, ha <laughs> ha I yeah. win. I, I will say that I won't do that. Okay. <laughs> if if I if it's not true or false, it will be in a significant way. It won't be like a pedantic detail like that. Well, if you get shot in the chest... I mean, that's a pretty bad place to get shot if you're trying to talk. Yeah. Um. So, humanly, I don't think it's possible, but I have... I feel like I have heard rumor about it. Whether it's much like the Nero thing, where it's like, actually, people just say that he did, when it wasn't actually possible. Um, God, maybe it was like the um, that Viking film, where the guy takes a spear through the throat, and he has then a small speech that he gives on his knees. Oh. Ah, how, how, how... Am I allowed to ask how close was it to him getting shot in the chest that he did this 90-page speech? Immediately after. Immediately after? Yeah. So, like, within a few minutes after. Okay, and can I ask the caliber of bullet? No. Okay. <laughs> All I'm saying is it's not it like wasn't, a fucking it was a pistol. gun. Yeah, it was a pistol. It wasn't a rifle or something like that. Okay. Uh, there's more questions I want to ask, but I'll refrain. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say no, because I don't think the Secret Service would let someone then give a public speech when someone's been shot in the chest minutes before. So I'm going to say it's not true, unless it was like way back in the day, which it might do. It, it was quite a while back, uh, but so I'm sorry, but it is true. Fuck. Teddy right, Roosevelt. The I had were true. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt famously and so you you were your line of logic might have been true himself the the speech part was important the page number because he had the speech tucked in his chest pocket and the bullet passed through the speech and into his chest but didn't kill him because it got stopped mostly by the 90 page speech and then he got up hang on hang on hang on he held 90 pages that's like a wad of paper yeah it must have been like a notepad size for a start, because yeah. like yeah. not a. It, it wasn't. It was yeah. No, not like this again. This was back in the early 1900s, so, but yeah, that no, was he, pretty low caliber. He got shot in the chest, um, then gave the speech, and famously he formed his own political party later called the Bull Moose Party, and because at the end of the speech, you know, as he's still bleeding and having just given the speech, he goes, "No one can stop this bull moose," and uh, yeah. I mean, he was a big hunter, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, he was. Uh, a, he takes a lot to bring down a yeah. any kind of moose, to be honest. <laughs> he was a he was a very big, robust man. Um, yeah. Well, he said, he said something about there was a species that was going extinct. He's like, oh my god, that's terrible! I need to get I, up there and hunt one of them right now. Buffalo. Yeah, it was the last <laughs> buffalo. Uh, yeah. He like he heard buffalo were going extinct, and so the first thing he did was hop on a train so he could hunt one before they were gone. Jeez, what a man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh, so uh, you're. you're... So, hang on, so, well, how bad? Like, it must not have been a bad fucking hit at all. Uh, he did actually, like, I don't know if he 
um, fainted, but he did kind of pass out on his way to the hospital afterwards. And the, you're, the thing about the Secret Service these days, you're right, but back then there was no Secret Service. Right. Okay. That's, when was that set up? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It probably would. It would have been after World War II, because that's when like the federal government expanded quite a bit in the U.S. Right. Okay. Well, we know. Because yeah, it was kind of all that stuff was mostly in response to the um, the Cold War and stuff. I feel like with a lot of presidents, there's a lot of bureaucratic crap. But whenever you're talking about Teddy Roosevelt, there's always kind of a a sense of high ho adventure. Yeah. In they, any story that he's part of. This isn't that one might be a fun one to do later, but um, now I, I won't do another president themed one. But there okay. was once a president who this was before I think this might have been late 1800s uh, even, mm. but he was taking off in like a bi, uh, like a, a biplane, and he told his family and friends to come out on the balcony of the White House to like wave him off, and he told the pilot to like dive bomb the White House, like just to go in really, really close, close to, to, yeah, close yeah to, 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 to exactly to have them all like dive and run away scared just because he thought it would be funny. Just, you know, Jeez. fun facts. Anyway, um, all right, this is a personal one. I used to write left-handed. Uh, let me think. So, I'm pretty sure this is true because I think on the Legos, no, on the, on the, when we're doing the Do Your Own Adventure book stream, you were writing stuff in a notepad and I think you were saying, oh, I'm kind of ambidextrous, I can write with either. And we, we had a discussion about that, I think. I'm going to say that you are, in fact, you used to write left handed. True. So it, it's it, I am ambidextrous, but I mean I write very poorly left-handed now. But mm. when I was a little kid, because um, I would just copy my mom in everything when I was growing up, and she's left-handed, um, yeah. I started off writing left-handed, and I still eat left-handed. Um, oh. Like so, and certain sports, like it just whatever hand I pick up with first, that's the hand I typically stick with. Yeah, um, so you you can train yourself to do it. I was looking up. Um, so I was. I was Watching that video you sent me the other day, the mm. Top Gear, not Top Gear, James May and Richard Hammond playing drunk chess. Yeah. And they're talking about circular breathing. And I was like, that's actually quite an interesting thing. And I had a look at how you actually circular breathe. Because obviously people who like play clarinets need it. Mm. Constantly. Amateur. And I'm like, this is actually a really cool thing that I could actually learn to do. I'm probably not going to because I'm terrible for that kind of thing, but it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I And just to clarify, I, I stopped. The reason I can't really write left-handed now is because mm. basically once I went to school, I started imitating the way my teachers and classmates wrote, which was mostly right-handed. Yeah. And so I stopped doing that. Um, and so now I can, I, I write like a preschooler with my left hand, but mm. I can do it. Um, so when, when I was... When I was growing up, and you know, I must have been very, very young, because my parents were teaching me how to tie laces. I've never had Velcro shoes, okay? Mm -hmm. We've always been a laces family. And so I'd be sat on the stairs before going to school, and they'd do up my laces for me. And then I, instead of, they did it up, uh, like, backwards, so that I could see, like, so that I would see how 
I meant it from my perspective the correct way, right? Mm -hmm. And as a child, I actually started like interpreting it from their point of view. So you mirrored it. Well, in your they own were doing heads. it backwards on purpose for me. And, and so, so you I always that. tied up my laces backwards. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's funny how like yeah, kids just pick up on this stuff. Well, there's, I mean, they they found this by studying um like monkeys, and later when they the technology got better by testing it on on humans, mm. um, but they found that the parts of your brain, like when you watch somebody do something, the exact same parts of the brain that are lighting up for them light up for you. Uh, and it's it's doubly like it's it's less prominent in adults, but in in children, it's it's the same. So like it's one of the reasons that I think um, you know what like what mukbang videos are. Uh, it's food, isn't it? Mukbang? Yeah, it's, it's basically just people eating. Uh, yeah, it's a Korean okay. Korean thing. That's that's what the word is. Is, is Korean. yeah. Um, but I, I feel like that's why I actually quite like watching like a cooking show when I'm cooking or like when I'm eating because it's like. I don't know. It, it oddly satisfying, but I think that I think it's like similar, but not quite the same. Oh, I really enjoy watching. Uh, so predominantly, it's Randy Santel um, doing food eating challenges while I eat. Mm. And I don't know why. Like it's just it. It's oddly maybe satisfying. it's competitive side of me, and I don't think you even notice I'm doing it. But I start eating fast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, I totally agree. All right, next one. Uh, yes. Uh, do you know what? Well, you, you might not know what this is, but if you don't, I'll explain. Uh, do you know what Miss Signo is from the original Pokemon? Uh, oh God, I, I I know, but I can't picture it. All right, so it's a glitch in the original Pokemon game. And oh yes, okay, yes. So it's yes, called yes. like it's actually missing number, but people just called it yeah. Miss Signo because that's what it spells out on the screen. So the question is, or sorry, the question, the statement is, Misigno in the original Pokemon games is found in Cerulean City. Oh, see, Cerulean City, I'm pretty sure is on the coast, and I think to get it, you have to do some weird glitch with the water. I think. Um, it's like just off the coast or something. I, I could be completely fucking wrong about that. But based on the fact that Surely, a city like called Cerulean, surely that's by the water. You're trying not to smile right now. I can recognize I, that face. You're doing that like you're I'm trying doing to, my best to keep a poker face trying going. Trying to eat a peanut is how you look when you're trying not to <laughs> give away something. You're like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, ah, oh, God, but isn't no Lavender Town is the graveyard one. Uh, I'm going to say yes, Cerulean City is where you find the signal. I'm going to give you half credit for this one because it's actually, you, you were completely right about the location, but not the name of the city. Okay. Cerulean City is up in the northern part, and it is near a river, but not near the ocean. Cinnabar, oh. Cinnabar Town, or Cinnabar Island, sorry, is where Which you find it. Which game was it from? Pokemon. Well, I haven't played Go on. Red, blue, uh, red and blue, yellow, leaf green. Um, I never played. It was them, also in gold and silver. Well, um, then I, I I haven't played anything. From so that, that's Game why that's that's why I'm giving you half half a point there because you did get all of the information right about how you find it, but not the right city. 
So was I right about the glitch with the water? You were, yeah. You 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 scoot up and down. The... I feel like that's the harder question. <laughs> the um, the, the, the way you get it is you actually you have to go to um, Vermilion City, talk to the right. the guy that gives you the tutorial, then immediately fly to Cinnabar Island, go off the eastern coast, and then grind right up and down the coastline, and then that's that's where you get it. That's also how you duplicate island items in those games. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm. A, you know, you get the full point. I, I said I wasn't going to hold you no, up. No, on, no, no, no. no I, I said I said I wasn't going to hold you up on pedantic details like the number of pages or the name of the city. You got the you got everything right, just not the right town. Yeah, that's very generous. <laughs> so, back to another history one. Okay. Uh, in the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is one of the oldest works of fiction known to us from ancient Babylon. Yeah. Um. There is a person who is causing trouble and harassing, you know, farmers, a wild man out in the wilderness who is, you know, he's essentially causing people to starve because he's destroying their fishing nets and hunting traps and things um, to save the wild animals. And the way they eventually get him to stop is with a holy prostitute. Sorry, I, my headset just cut out. What was that? Oh, uh, I was going to say, what's... Um, you said it's Babylonian, right? Yep, ancient Babylon. Uh, so this is one of the... It's pretty much one of the oldest historical epics that we have record of. Gilgamesh is like the freaking... The, the chonky boy with the knives, right? He's like... He is the uh, the ruler like the of The knives that are like, like wave-shaped, almost. All right. Probably, I, I, he was the ruler of ancient Babylon, uh, and he was like, I think, according to the epics, he was two thirds god. He, mm. was, he was, he was like a demigod. Um, yeah, I think I'm thinking of him from uh, Civilization. Now he had the funny hat on, and he had uh, a big old beard. And so they, they, they did what to him by sending a holy prostitute? Uh, that was how they got the wild man to stop. Freeing all the animals and ruining the hunting and fishing for the the rural people, because he was he was one with nature and he was, you know, saving the the animals but hurting the people. I have a horrible feeling because it's so ridiculous that it's correct, but at the same time, I mean, there's there's a couple of things that throw me off. For a start, if you had said it was a holy prostitute in I, I should, any kind of modern day thing, I'd be like, nah. I should no... I should clarify uh, the word is sacred, not holy. So they've been sanctified. Um, it is pagan times. You're right on that line of thinking. So they, they don't have the same negative. Um, oh, I think pagans are. Let's not say that. Uh, uh, God, I mean, in those days, in ancient times, why didn't they just execute the guy? They couldn't. They couldn't hunt him down. He was out in the wood. Well, he was a big old wild man. Poor prostitute, then. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, God, I don't want it to be true. I hope it's not true. But I'm going to say it's it's probably true. <laughs> You're saying true? Yeah. It's true. Oh, I mean, I'm not happy about it, but... <laughs> so, the, um, so, it's in, the, in this tale, basically, um, Gilgamesh was causing so much trouble as the demigod emperor of Babylon. Like, he was go running wild. The gods okay. created a wild man to, you know, essentially try and stop him. 
and this was the wild man. And so the way they stopped the wild man was they had a woman go out and the, the sacred prostitute to seduce him and sleep with him. And it's actually not, it doesn't go badly for her. She actually, you know, essentially, quote unquote, civilizes him. She teaches him like the, you that know. Sounds a little like the Triceratops book again. Just, guys, just but... let, no, no, let me, let me finish. She teaches him that he needs to like wash and shave and actually, you know, act like a human being. It's actually, it's one of those ancient stories that's supposed to teach you about life that, you know, women civilize men is the, the message of that part of the story. Adesia fixes the, the, the core issue. Well, I don't he, see why the gods sent a wild man to fix a wild man. So part of the story is incomplete. Um, there's, there, we only have so much of it. So there's, there's gaps in the story. So we don't know that either from the historical, okay. like, record. There's there's context that's missing. There's, you're also talking about a culture that's like five thousand years old, so it's it's kind of hard yeah. to understand the way they thought about things. Um, but yeah, you're you've just pulled ahead. Oh, what? You've now you've you, so you've gotten two wrong and three right. Or if we were going with a half point in the last one, then it's two point five oh, to two point five. Oh, All right. Um, this is one that I put in here just because it. I was so. F- <laughs> you should get this one. But let's see. Uh, so, true or false, or fact or crap, Final Fantasy, all of the games, is one yep. continuous series. No. Okay. Well, hang on, whoa. Define one continuous series. Do you mean like there's no time jumps or anything? I mean like they all take place in the same universe and they, they all like follow the same timeline. And I'm pretty sh- No, they definitely don't follow the same timeline. I know that. No, no, no. So you're saying false. I'm saying false. You're right. I have a feeling you're about to say you're fucking stupid. No, no, you're right. And the the reason I put it on here is because you were arguing the other day very vehemently that they all take place in the same universe. They're all part of the same timeline. And we were we were talking about Final Fantasy and you were you were like, oh, but I I don't want to start now because I haven't played all the older games and I I don't want to jump in midway through. I'm like, you don't. They're all independent. They're all separate games. Not all of them. All of them. The The difference is like, so if they ever do one that's like a sequel, they'll add yeah. like a dash. So there's like Final Fantasy X, 10-2, or there's Final Fantasy 13, yeah, 13-2. That's a different two. game. That's a different game in the series. They're, they're not all different universes. Like like the Lightning Returns one. Yeah, that's 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 essentially 13-3. Yeah. But, but it's but all but it's all the 13 timeline and universe. Yeah, that, that's bullshit. I'm sorry, that's... <laughs> it's it's another game. It doesn't count as the same. But either way, okay, yeah. The, the semantic to the, this question. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. No, because, like, I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics... I think, I think the, the, the... I mean, look, look at... Kingdom Hearts. That's not Final Fantasy, but yeah. The, it's got Final Fantasy characters in it. It does. Well, it's also got Disney characters in it. Exactly. My point is they go outside of the timeline a hell of a lot. <laughs> With like Cloud and Sephiroth and and like, there's a lot. There's we're a we're, lot we're talking like we're disagreeing, but we're both making the same point. I know. We <laughs> came to the same conclusion but in very different directions. Your, your definition of what a different timeline or the same timeline is is, is very... Um, it's very different than mine. 
Like they they have similar themes throughout all the Final Fantasy games, but like for instance, in if you Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII, Sephiroth mm. doesn't ex- even exist in the universe of Final yeah. Fantasy VIII. He never existed. And the same you know, thing always does exist. So it, it's it's one of those things like that. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Chocobos are the one thing. <laughs> Choke. Well, but that's that's why I'm saying like themes exist. Moogles exist in multiple games, but they exist for different reasons. Like they they kind of reinvent the game every time they do a new one. Anyway, yeah. did you ever play Chocobo Tales? No, I didn't. That was a fantastic game on the DS, and sadly, it's not been ported to anything else. I don't think hmm. it's a lot of fun. So yeah. One game on the DS that I've I've wanted to play again recently, and I think they have a version of it on Steam, is Advance Wars. It's like a Advance Wars Tactics. Uh, well, I played Advance Wars two on the DS. Not I Tactics. think we had that on the Wii. Okay. I don't know. It's a fun little Sorry. game. One of those uh, little isometric, you know, stretch strategy, kind of the, the same sort of look and feel as uh, Into the Breach. Hmm. Um. Need to go back to that game. I forgot. I, I've been playing it. I've actually been playing some of the new update. It's good. Yeah. I been. I tried out one of the new units because I, I 100%ed that game. I had all the achievements. Now I Yeah, don't. we both did. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I was excited about that. It's give me a reason to go back and play it again. Is there enough different that There's it's worth lot. me going back? Oh, yeah. They've added a lot. They've added, oh, yeah. they've added like a bunch of advanced play features so you can like check off new things that are happening. But even beyond that, they added like four or five new squads. Oh. And just that alone kind of made it fun. And there's new items, there's new pilots, there's new abilities. You can you know, modify oh, yeah. the playthroughs. It's it's definitely worth it. I've only kind of scratched the surface so far, but I know I'm going to mm. get sucked back into it. Nice. Anyway, sorry, I keep interrupting this quiz. No, it, it's fine. This is actually good that we we're kind of going on tangents in between because... How many did you write? I've got one, two, three more. So we're actually three coming more. up on the end. Okay. Um, so the next one, this is a bit of a physical science kind of question. Electrum is a combination of gold and silver. I'm, I know it's an alloy. I thought there was tin in there. Um, I thought it was like copper and tin. Or maybe that's bronze I'm thinking of or something. Uh, Electrum. Oh, God. You know what? We literally make this in Thingy Project, Eden Project. Is it Eden Project? No, that's not right. The Around the Star. Dyson Sphere program? Dyson Sphere. Yeah. You literally make Electrum by combining... It, maybe it, In fact, I think it is gold now, actually. I don't know if it's silver. You said you weren't going to be pernickety about things, so I'm going to guess that Electrum is an alloy of gold and silver, yes. It is. That's true. And you're right, bronze is tin and copper. Right. Bronze is tin. I, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't know that. RuneScape is literally, that's the first thing that you can craft in RuneScape. It was one of the things that, like, actually, even in the ancient world, made the Isles of Britain, like, really, really important to the Mediterranean economy. Because one of the primary sources of tin was from the British Isles. Hmm. All right. Um, second to last question. You can't own property in China. That's going to be like, because everything is owned by the government. I mean, I know they have um, some kind of social point system where you're only allowed to like go to a hotel if you have a certain number of 
social points, as it were. So I wouldn't be surprised if they consider themselves owning every abode in the whole of China. Um, you know, it's a fucked up and up enough place that I absolutely think that's true. That is true. So you can buy like a house or a condo, but technically you don't own it. It's it's leased to you for like 70 years or something like that. Right. And so that's actually one of the things that's kind of concerning about their economy is a lot of those leases are coming up and no one knows what's going to happen. Like, are they going to just take the land back? Are they going to have like a renewal fee? Are they going to add a tax to it? Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Because people have bought quite about a lot of property. Like, in, granted, as a, a foreigner, like we couldn't buy anything anyway, but I'm talking about people who actually live there. They yeah. can't actually buy the property. It's technically all owned by the government. And it's Honestly, just I think I'd rather live in Russia than China for the amount of stuff that you hear about China these days. Yeah, I, 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 I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Final wait, one. Wait. What? An American would rather live in Russia. <laughs> hey. Thumbnail. I mean, ironically, um, people in, in the, like the average everyday person is freer in Russia than they are in China. And that's mm. something that's important to me. So yeah, I would I'd prefer to live there than elsewhere. If if I was given the choice between the two, I mean, neither of them yeah. is very high on my list. <laughs> I think there are probably only two places on earth that I would rather live besides the US. And like not rather, but if I if I couldn't live here, no, I wouldn't choose the UK. I'm sorry. It would it would probably either be Switzerland or Iceland. Uh, no, you would not get on well there. Why? Not because which, which one? They are they are very. Uh, Switzerland is very very strict, like very police statey. Um, like you can get arrested for crossing the road, not a green traffic light. Yeah, I've been I, light. I've been there multiple times. Yeah, I think but, you'd you'd just go fucking nuts. The the reason I I name them on my list, I can still keep my guns, and they have extremely low taxes. Yeah. In Switzerland, they actually mandate most people to own a gun. It's how they enforce their neutrality. They have a very, very heavily armed populace. I was not aware of that. You don't really hear about it from Switzerland because, you know, they also really go bad. <laughs> they, they also have some of the lowest income taxes in the world. It's like down around like oh, 3%. Yeah. They're a very stable country, I believe. They are. It's another reason I, I like them. Plus, I, I just I love the fact that they've essentially rigged most of their infrastructure to blow up if anyone ever inv invades them. Lovely. Yeah. Go live in the mountains. Uh, right. cool. Final one. Before Columbus you know, sailed over, found the new world, people believed the world was flat in Europe. Yeah. Yes, it's true the world is flat. Next question. <laughs> God damn it. Alright, true or false? True or false what? That statement. The people believed that the world was flat when Columbus went over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, God. I'm 99% I'm sure that it's true. Um, like, Columbus didn't actually mean to go there. He, he was meaning to go somewhere else, I think. He was and trying he to... fucked it up so badly that he ended up in a completely different place. He was trying God. to go to India. That That is... He's yeah. trying to get to India to circumvent the uh, spice or the Silk Road. 
I'm fairly sure that that's true, that people thought that the world was flat at that point still. It is false. Yeah. So this is actually a very... Just like the very first question in this, this is a very popular misconception. This one was started because of like a famous play um, that got really, really popular, I want to say in the late 1800s, and spread the idea that, oh, before Columbus did... It, they wanted like a bit more drama to it. And so they wanted to... Like, oh, no one believed him. He... Uh, you know, he he was this this trailblazer who like everyone thought he was crazy. He was gonna fall off the world. It's not true. There, there are records of monks in like the 1300s talking about how the the curvature of the Earth caused certain things to happen. And then there were in but in, that that's they didn't that wasn't mass belief. It was mass belief. Anyone what, by the monks. <laughs> I'm getting to that. Give me a second. Even going back to ancient Greece, like they talk about how. Um, they, they they proved actually figured out the diameter of the earth very accurately with just very simple math like um and when you're talking about common people sailors always knew the earth was round it's why the why ships disappeared off the horizon it was a very commonly known fact that the earth was curved and round there but, were people sailing boats Back in the day when people thought the world was flat. I'm pretty no, fucking sure. People didn't think the world was flat since, like, you, you'd you probably have to go back. To, I mean, that's why I specifically said in Europe. In Europe, right. we have records of people, normal people, very... Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Very, I, I'm getting all tongue-tied. But we have records in Europe going back to, like, ancient Greece and before that showing that people did actually know no it was it was round if you're talking about like the whole discworld thing we can that's that's why i didn't include asia and india because there were different beliefs in those areas right. um but no it, it's a misconception that was started by a play in the 1800s i see oh shit was that the last question that was the very last one and you did Damn, quite I do? well so you had six correct and three incorrect. Really? I yes. feel like I got a lot more than that wrong. <laughs> Tech, there was yeah. the one that we kind of like we're doing half point, maybe not. So even if we don't include that one, you were five to four. Huh. Oh, <laughs> you, you got, I mean, you, you were, you were kind of like iffy in the first part. You, you started off getting like two wrong right off the bat. Yeah, but then after that, you started getting a bunch of them right. There were a few you weren't sure about, like the Gilgamesh one, but you got that one right in the end. Mm. Um, and you were able to. A lot of it was like, what kind of? That was me reading you rather than reading the question. <laughs> That's part of the game. Yeah, the yeah. old, the old eating nuts mouth movement that you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 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 part of the why we get the face cams on. So I, yeah, yeah. I, I have to maintain a poker face or do my best to. Mm. All right. Um, uh, cool. How much time have we got? I think we're we're at a decent spot to end it. Honestly, True. Uh, we, True. we've been going for about a half hour on this segment. Oh, okay. No, I want a quick rant. All right. Okay. This is completely unassociated okay. with everything. It's a very quick rant. All right. We're ending the podcast with a rant. Go for it. Breakfast menus. Mm -hmm. I never ever want to see a breakfast menu in any circumstances ever. All right. You wake up. You're like, oh, I feel like going out for a meal. You head out, you get to a pub, or, uh, I don't know, even, even fucking McDonald's, and they're like, oh, no, hang on, sorry, sir. 
we can't give you steak and chips until 12.30. Instead, we can give you varying variations on a piece of egg and a piece of toast that fucking burnt and dry up until that time. That's all we can serve you. I'm sorry, our kitchen is fully open. We've got people cooking in there, but we cannot give you the food you've actually come here to eat until that time. That can go to hell. That's that's yeah, that's that, that's definitely like a franchise or a um, fast food kind of thing. Because you can you can do that in a lot of places here, at least. If you go to like a diner or a restaurant, you can usually order breakfast whenever. Not all. Yeah, but no. Like I'm fine with being able to order breakfast, but not just having a breakfast menu until a certain time. Let people sell people what they want. I was it, at Spoons the other day, as you know, mm. and they start serving alcohol at like seven thirty or eight a.m. Right? Mm. But they don't serve you. Whatever I was asking for, I was asking for a curry in this case, but they wouldn't even serve you like a small fish and chips until 11.30 a.m. And it's like, I, I'm not going to eat your breakfast because it's crap. As, mu <sighs> as much as I'd like to, like, I don't want to play devil's advocate, I feel like I just have to say part of it might be staffing. Like, they might not have the cook or the well, ingredients. Someone's cooking. In. It's, that's that's fair. I mean, again, these larger chains and franchises, it seems like everything's prepped anyway. You should be able to do whatever at any time. And you get a breakfast menu, right? And there's like 10 different options. Like Let's say that's 10 options. And they're all variations on baked beans, which I'm sorry, but they're gross. Toast that's burnt. Eggs that are just look like they've been shat out by a seagull. And uh, sometimes some like really streaky bacon that looks covered in grease and has no actual physical substance to it. Yeah. And it's just it's just variations on that in a bunch of like size, the way it's presented. Oh, this one has half an avocado. So I don't want a fucking avocado. <laughs> I want steak. <laughs> anyway, give me meat. It, this has come up too many times, and I feel like I'm on Room 101 and I'm just pitching it to Frank Skinner right now. And I want that to go into Room 101, <laughs> so I never have to deal with that shit again. Ugh. <sighs> oh, rant over. Okay. <laughs> I really like breakfast. I'll eat breakfast any time of the day. But I do understand the frustration. This, it, 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 this is a frustration that happened so often it became like a movie trope in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a scene where um this guy like in the movie uh Falling Down. Quite a good movie, by the way, that I'll have to do on movie night sometime. Um there's a scene where the guy he he's basically just snapped and gone crazy and so he's got like a bag of guns and he goes into like a fast food place. And um it's just in a duffel bag, so you can't actually see what he's carrying. And yeah. so he goes up and they're like, "Oh yeah, I just he he it's the opposite. He wants breakfast." And they're like, oh, we just ticked over. We're, we're, you know, it's like 10.01, so we're serving lunch now. And he, he he takes out like a submachine gun and just fires it into the ceiling. And he's like, and he goes on this rant about how he can't get break. Basically, very yeah. similar rant to the one you just had. Um, I'm fine with people eating breakfast at like, any time. 
just just, just don't restrict it to just that. Sorry. Well, but it's it's the same problem in reverse. It's yeah, it it's just cool. it's the same thing. They should have breakfast anytime. They should be able to do lunch anytime, especially at a fast food restaurant where it's all mm. pretty much pre-made anyway. Um, anyway. You know what I'd love is to go into a pub at 8 p.m., order a tall glass of cider and a bowl of Rice Krispies. That would be fucking great. That's a very interesting combination. Because cereal is so much better in the evening than it is in the morning. I in the morning, you wake up, it's fucking cold, typically. And now you're shoveling cold, wet flakes into your mouth. In the evening, it gives you that little bit of energy. It's a nice, refreshing milk because it's been a hot day and you've been working hard. It just gets you back on your feet. And it's like, ah. Oh. I, I agree with you for different reasons because I I quite like you know cold things regardless of the time. But mm. uh, I do yeah I like a hot breakfast normally like bacon eggs sometimes like almonds. Yeah, I can't afford that shit. <laughs> oh god, uh. breakfast is I I I splurge on breakfast. It's my favorite meal. All right, this is going to be the end unless you have something else to say no no, no. Okay. just a wording <laughs> all right um yeah this is going to be the end of episode 92 of the tmcj podcast thank you all for listening and you will hear us again in two weeks for episode 93 bring me steak <laughs>